welcome back to the What Nots Review Show, where each week we have a different story to talk about. It could be a comic book, a movie, a TV show. We rate it, we watch it, we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Melissa, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? How's your weekend been so far? It's been fine. I got to eat crepes yesterday. The fanciest Ooh. breakfast. Crepes, the fanciest breakfast. Indeed. Yeah. Um, did, did, did you like go out to a restaurant and get them? I or did. Was it like a. I took the week thing? off work to burn vacation time and to get ready for Christmas. And my mom texted okay. me to, yesterday morning and she's like, I want to do something special to mark the start of your vacation because you never take vacations. Let's go get breakfast. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, we um, my my weekend has been pretty good. It's been a packed one. We did our Rotten Tomatoes movie predictions yeah. on the captain's log on Friday night. Last night we were supposed to do our crossplay 100th episode <gasps> we ended up having to move that to tonight so i'm gonna be recording that tonight uh on that stuff but that means double header podcast day for me Ooh. it's gonna be a good one so i'm excited it'll be fun but melissa we're in we're in the midst of december now it, yeah it is, it, it is full-on <laughs> winter season it is you can call the fifth amidst sure it's it's a, a mid it's not the i was about to say we're in the middle of december <laughs> it's like <laughs> mathematically no. untrue yeah not 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 really <laughs> we are in in the midst <laughs> so it's not middle it's midst <laughs> mm -hmm. um but uh yeah we are starting our holiday themed picks here on the review show uh typically some kind of wintry holiday Christmassy kind of thing. I think we've traditionally done more Christmas related stuff, uh, though I know we are interested in finding stuff that is not Christmas related per se. Yeah. Down the, down the road. We'll see. We'll see how 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 much we can find and stuff like that. But uh, this week. We are here to talk about Netflix's rom-com Love Hard, which is mm. uh, brand new as of, I think, like the start of November is when it, uh, oh. it premiered on Netflix. Um, and yeah, this is uh, I guess we'll jump right into a synopsis here. This is a uh, Pretty standard rom-com about this g g yeah. girl who uh, matches with this guy on uh, some dating site thing. And everything goes wrong because she gets catfished. Uh, and then uh, the thing that I thought was interesting about this is as she goes to surprise this guy for the mm. holidays to like meet him. Uh, and finds out she gets catfished. She then like storms off and ends up meeting the guy that she was being catfished like with his pictures. And so mm. now she's tr trying to get a date with him instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's 
like I said, it's pretty like a, a standard rom-com in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like it's not difficult to to really explain the premise of this of just like she gets date and goes to date. Date goes bad. She wants something else. Right. Maybe first date wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's it. That's the plot of the film. Plus like yeah. a sassy grandma. Yes, which I loved her. You know you're in good rom-com territory when you've got a sassy grandma. That's one of the best ingredients. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so now that we've watched Love Hard, Melissa, what did you think? It is pretty charming. It's it's well-performed. It's got nice production design to it, and there are a handful of very good jokes. (laughs) There are some great laugh-out-loud moments in it. There's a handful of like older, more tired things, but for every one of those, I'm like, that's inventive. That I like. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily like in in original plot or 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 stuff like that, but it 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 works with the things that we know for from like holiday movies and rom coms and all that. It works with them really well, and I think uniquely in in that sense, if that makes like it's not it's not yeah wholly original but it does some things that's like oh this is nice like i haven't really seen something do it this way exactly mm-hmm. um yeah i i i walked out of this enjoying it i i i thought it was pretty ple- pleasant um it is i i i think i i think the one thing that i not the one thing that I that I like, but I I walked away from this film being like, you know what? I think they understood the assignment. Like th- yes. this is like the most perfect example of them understanding the assignment and nailing it. It's mm-hmm. a holiday rom com that you can just kind of put on in the back around, and it is pleasant it's nice it has some funny moments it's not like so egregious that you're you're just like oh this is terrible this is bad why are we watching this it's like no it's nice but it's also not amazing where it's like i'm gonna be so focused on this wow i'm enthralled what is happening it's just it's middle of the road it's it's pleasant it's good it is it is pleasant yeah you've got the small town vibes that that are important in a, a Christmas rom com, but you've also got a very diverse cast. When you yeah. go out there in the town, th- yeah, it's <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to find in here that is, as you said, pleasant. I, there's I don't think there's anything revolutionary about it, but just a the a high the highest quality version of standard rom com plot is yeah. something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to read a quote. Uh, this is written by Monica Castillo on Roger Ebert.com. And just this part of this sentence here, I think it like nails this movie to a T. It says, this cookie cutter rom-com has nothing more or nothing less than what its subgenre demands. <laughs> yeah which which seems kind of bland but like it, when when you think about it, like they're not 
wrong. Like, it's exactly what I expected, but also mm. was charming in its own way, wasn't super inventive, but also worked really well with things we already knew. And was just like, mm. okay, yeah, this was good here. Because they at the, the, the end of this is literally two other Christmas movies mashed up together and it's like and it's and it's not like a oh it's kind of like this and that it's like no they took the thing from that one and mixed it with the thing from that one and that is the end of this one <laughs> yeah I was I was puzzled when you told me the title of this movie was love heart because as I started watching it I thought there's nothing about this movie that says that's what the title is like that title I, seems like it could be for any one of a number of rom-coms I don't see what's so specific about it. But then you realize, oh, his favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. Her favorite movie for Christmas is Die Hard. They just stuck those two together like it's the couple. The two movies are the couple. Melissa, I just got that as you started talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> I, would, like, I, I guess I took the title Love Hard to be like, hey, love is hard. Like, love hard. <laughs> I'm just like dying is hard that's why John McClane didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) good stuff um yeah I I it's it's a pleasant film that I think you can add to your list of holiday movies that you can watch or put on in the background at a party or while you're cooking or hanging out with the family I think it's a good one good one Mm. to throw on um, I guess that means we can go on to our housekeeping and then into spoilers after that and get into discussing the film a little bit more in depth. Uh, so we will be right back uh, so we can do some housekeeping. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. Uh, We hope you are having a good holiday season, no matter what you might be celebrating. So thank you. Thank you. Um, cool things that we are up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, I did mention c- c- Crossplay episode 100. Uh, we are recording that tonight. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I think by the time this podcast goes pu- public, it will already 
be up. Uh, so mm. we're just going to be celebrating that we made it to 100. And we're going to be talking about our favorite games of all time. Uh, I'm sure we'll mention some of the video games we've been playing and stuff like that. We might have some games and stuff not video games that we're playing on the thing but we might be playing some giggy games <laughs> and things like that i think it's going to be a good time uh and yeah i i think i i, I think that's kind of about it that i want to mention i i i did say our rotten tomato mm. uh movie predictions that was a lot of fun I want a pizza. <laughs> you did want a pizza. I owe you one but I, pizza. But I might lose that pizza for <laughs> review show bingo. <laughs> so <laughs> we even out to none, to no pizza. None pizza <laughs> with still no left. Left beef. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Uh, let's move on, I guess, to spoilers. Love, love hard. Love actually mm. die hard. I can't believe I did, did, didn't put that together. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, like it, was, it was one of those things like the the running joke of the like, what's the best Christmas movie of all, t all time? And there's the debate of like, is Die Hard actually a Christmas movie? I think yes. Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, but there are people who debate it, right? And then uh, I, I don't remember his character's name. Main dude, main guy. What was his oh, character's uh, name? Oh, I don't know. I just called, kept Netflix. calling him Jimmy O. It's Jimmy O. Yang. Uh, Josh. Jo Josh. Josh. Lin. Yeah. He, he, his favorite movie is Love Actually. Uh. And yeah, there is just this kind of running joke in the whole movie about which one is the better Christmas movie. And at the end, that is what they do. They like they've they've spent this whole time like chasing after the wrong things and stuff like that. And they finally realize that, hey, maybe those two actually do work together and we should get together and stuff like that. So she gets the card blue, 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 yeah. out and she writes on it, her message. And she stands outside the do, do, do door, just like Rick from the walking dead did with all of his stuff. Uh, there I've never actually seen love actually, but I've I know also the not thing. seen like, love seen actually. That. I've seen that. Yeah, scene. I know there's a scene where a guy holds cards with a message on it. And I guess maybe I don't know if this is from Love, actually. But at the end, uh, Nina asks him. Um, Nina, no, Nina, Natalie, Nina, the actress is Nina Dobra. I, I'm not on first name basis with her. Never met the lady. But Natalie asks him, um, like, do you want to go out with me? Do you think we can make this work? Some sort of question with like a yes, no checkbox. Or thumbs up, thumbs down checkbox, like like in the app they were using, and yeah. she holds it out to Josh with the big fat the permanent marker to like check yes or no, and he takes it and he's writing on it, and then when he flips it around to show it to her, he's written "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, which is great. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like it's not original in the sense that they took the ending from or like that <laughs> one scene from 
Well, I love actually, and then they yeah. took the iconic line from Die Hard and mixed them together, and that's the end of this film, which is, yeah, not necessarily original, but it's fun. Like it, like it I, I was like, oh, this is a good moment. I like this. Like, mm-hmm. this was this was really really good. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, and I think that speaks to some level of realism i'm sure there's people out there who do use a quote from a movie to truly express their love to other people oh yeah says me the woman who tried to give her first boyfriend exclusively phantom menace themed valentines (laughs) yes (laughs) good stuff yeah um but let's back up a bit let's go Mm. back to the start of this film here um, so Nina Dobrev is playing a character named Natalie Bauer, who works for social media, bro, <laughs> social media, <laughs> um, which is this seemingly like catch all website, maybe like a BuzzFeed knockoff, but it has like, yeah. a, it's also, it seems like it's a social media at the same time based off of the name. Um, though that just might be the name for it. Who knows? Yeah, it might, uh, it might just be a play on words. Like the boss's name is, yeah, I, I'm J.D. Soch. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awful if that actually was the, the boss's n- n- name. But uh, yeah, so she works for this website where she has kind of made a living writing about the bad dates that she's been on. Mm. Um, just matching with these guys on Tinder or Bumble or whatever dating site, you name it. Um, she goes on these dates and has these disastrous stories that she's just like, this guy did not look anything like his p- pictures. Yeah. It's the same guy, but oh my God. Uh, those yeah, use the, the photo from 12 years like, ago. Yeah, like he's a wearing the old. same suit, but with like a, a beer belly poking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so she's she's done that for a while. And she kind of doesn't want to do that anymore, per se, like she wants to actually write about something nice and like, hey, here's Mm. something good that happened to me. Like she she's she's starting to feel like it's just all getting negative. And yeah, it's just like I I don't want to have to go on these terrible date that I know are is going to be terrible like i i want to go on a a date that i think is actually going to be nice and fine and actually fine love for myself Mm. for for once um and uh her boss is is just the the biggest silicon valley startup douche that it's just like this is it like it's almost a caricature, right? It's just it's I, just like this is I mean, you can't even say almost like right. Like he absolutely like the whole thing is with social media is just funny. <laughs> but uh, he he's he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't want you to do that. Like we make a lot of money off of you from writing these terrible stories uh, of these bad, these bad dates. Um, keep doing that 
what did you think of of uh of of Nana's character Natalie and all the stuff that she she does there? What do you think of her? She's likable. I I think that making her favorite Christmas movie Die Hard is a good choice for the female lead of the movie. Like this is normally what you you would have expected those to go backwards. The dude's really into Die Hard. The lady's really into Love Actually. So the we don't learn much about her backstory. We learn that her her mom is has passed. This maybe one her first or one of her the first Christmases without her mom. One time she has this throwaway joke about her dad being in jail, and I'm like, is that true? Because you never mention your dad otherwise. I guess that's yeah. why you fly across the country to go have Christmas in Lake Placid, because maybe you truly don't have family where you live. You don't learn a lot about her, but the things they do introduce about her, they put it to work. That gives you enough of an illustrative portrait of who Natalie is. Yeah. Yeah, she she also has a good, be- like, best friend slash co I did like the best friend. She hangs out a lot. <laughs> I, I liked her a lot, too. Yeah, so she's not, like so closed off in all of her stuff of like her parents are no longer around like she yeah like it the the movie does a sufficient job of being like okay here's some likable things here's some charming things she's also in this weird work situation uh which is also probably relatable to a lot of people like i i I felt Mm -hmm. like this entire movie was aimed at me and like everyone in my <laughs> generation right like this yeah. is a very millennial movie <laughs> uh with the with the mm-hmm. whole like gig economy stuff and the fake social media and like all that stuff it was just like this is for me like the the, the whole mm-hmm. debate about die hard is it a christmas movie or not um yeah it was just like i like i i think that's why i'm finding it pleasant like this is stuff that i know about and relate to <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I i liked her uh i liked her best friend um i i i thought the whole work situation thing was really funny um but yeah like there, there's there's also not like it's it, it's a snack in a weird way of of just like she's like there's not enough substance to really dig into her character but there's enough to chew on where it's just like okay there's something um but yeah and i I don't know i i thought she was charming but through a lot of the film i actually didn't really care for her all that much and i i think i think that might be personal taste of just like I don't like the fact that she is like trying to go out of her way to be someone she's not to this, which mm. is kind of the point of the film, right? That she is doing these things to be someone she's not to try and impress yeah. someone that she doesn't really match with. And she's figuring that that that, that out. Um, but that worked on me, right? It was just like, yeah, I don't. Like she's charming enough, but at the end of the, 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 the day, I would be like, "No, thank you." <laughs> I, there are, are points in the movie where she does not agree with somebody else's viewpoint. She she doesn't like love actually, but she she watches at the end and learns to tolerate. 
She's driving yeah. in the, in the Uber and the baby it's cold outside plays and the driver thinks it's sweet and she does it or she tries to date the guy and he's like I love Walden she's like Walden sucks there's these points where she doesn't try and understand the other person's perspective on it she's not like what is it that you like about this song what do you like about Walden why do you have your opinion she's just like nope that's not it not doing it (laughs) yeah yeah which is maybe a bit of a problem with our generation i think a lot is that we've we've gotten into these mindsets of nope this thing sucks and maybe we have good reason but yeah there is also there is not that like reaching out to be like yeah why do you like this this book i might not agree with you but at least Mm. you can have a conversation about that right and be like well i actually like this better because x y and z and so on and so forth there um yeah like i i just i again like this is the thing like it is nailing the assignment she's Mm. attractive she's charming but there's also things that it's like I don't know, like, I don't really like certain things about you, but that's okay because that's the point of the film is that you're learning these things. Don't be someone else, right? Don't go out of your way to impress someone with lies and things that aren't true or just shut yourself off from having a good conversation with someone, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She's, She's very uncompromising. Except for when she compromises on the wrong things. Like the guy she right. likes uh, wants to take her out to dinner and he wants to go to a steakhouse and she's a vegetarian and she's like, <laughs> yeah. if worse comes to worse, if I eat a little meat, it's fine. And Josh is like, you would do that? Do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought there was going to be more with that scene i guess it did come back around because mm. i thought the I, I guess the older brother of josh i don't i don't i'm also terrible with names what was his name owen yeah is that his name owen yeah i think so i also yes, watched yeah. this movie early enough in the week that by this point i've also forgotten everybody's names owen <laughs> Yeah, like I thought there was gonna be a little bit more hijinks with him of like him catching her at this this like restaurant and him like making a fit or you know, like catching them and I don't know like some like food fight or something like <laughs> I wanted hijinks like it just like jingle all the way style hijinks oh, of yeah. may mayhem um, but no that that's not with this. Uh, film is um but it does come back around when they schedule the engagement party uh at that same restaurant uh or i I guess he's the one that schedules it for them as a surprise engagement party um and yeah it's just like there are these like smaller jokes in there that i'm like oh this is good but i don't know if it went all the way with this thing Right. Like, mm, I can see that. I felt like there could have been more. I want to point out one of my favorite jokes in the movie is when she she arrives. She's in like Lake Placid 
or maybe somewhere outside of Lake Placid, because if that town was big enough to host a Winter Olympics, it seems very small now. But she flies up there and she's talking to this like slacker dude who's working at like the luggage check at this little, you know, regional airport (laughs) and he's not cooperating. And she's like, I'm just going to get an Uber out of here. And then she goes outside to meet the Uber and it's him. And she's like, I'm not (laughs) dealing with you anymore. I'm going to call a lift. And then he flips a little sign around to lift. And he's like, it's a small town. Like, I got to take the jobs I can around here. And he's like, come on, get in the car. I'll take you where you want to go. I've got a high rating. I've got snacks. And then he says, do you want a baked potato? <laughs> yeah. He just has, has a baked potato, has a snack. Therefore, I love that. Wants it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which, which is like, even in a place like Richmond, where I live, mm. you see stuff like that all the time, where like they, they work both of them at the same time and they're they're taking rides on both of them depending on who's closer or like all right in the morning i'm working for lyft and then the afternoon i'm working for uber but it just like with this small town that he works at the airport he's the uber and the 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 lift is funny um but then when when he finds out that she's going to the Lynn's house, he's he's mm-hmm. like, oh, Josh, I know him. Make sure you tell him to pass the bl- pass the blunt. Uh, and mm-hmm. and she's just like, OK. But when when she mentions that to him, Josh is like, you got out of jail. And so <laughs> if, if, if he is if he is the only one that is an Uber or Lyft driver in that town that must mean like it is so small that they have like no need for any of that no because <laughs> he's just, just walk like, around i guess i can like start the uber or lyft chapter here in my t- in my town Ch- chapter <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I, li- I like that guy i there are some fun supporting characters in this movie i was sad that uh natalie's friend carrie doesn't come back like right, I, yeah. I think like she calls her once when she first gets to the town, but then we don't hear from her again. Like she doesn't like check back in at the end. It's not like at the end of everything, Natalie calls yeah. her like, Carrie, guess what happens? We don't know where Carrie is in her life anymore. Maybe that that'll be in the sequel. Aha. Oh, I hope so. Love, love harder. Love hard with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I liked her, but let's go to Josh himself, uh, the other half of this story here. Uh, Josh, I liked a lot more. Yes. Very sweet. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked him. I liked his character. I liked his whole dynamic with his family. I thought even though he really wasn't pursuing his whole candle making thing at first, I felt like he was already very much himself the entire time. He just had the whole like dating catfish snafu experiment uh, Mm. thing. Um, But, but yeah, like I liked his, his, his room. It was a messy, like, bachelor you probably shouldn't be living with your parents anymore kind of basement dungeon 
room, but I felt like it was an interesting set. Like it was more spacious than I thought it would be. Like he just has like inter interesting things in there. It's not like your typical like college version of that yeah. where it's just filled with like beer right a maxim poster yeah some play magazine um yeah like he does have a killer's poster i did appreciate that it's rare that i see like a band poster in the background set design of a movie and it's like oh i love that band yeah yeah but like it it felt not necessarily put together but someone mm. who was just uh, it's weird to say, but more experience in life. I, that, that's not the right thing. But mm. like it, it just like, yeah, it felt like there was a definite distinction be between like this is not just the like guy who's still in college living with his parents, yeah. maybe just out of it. But like he has his own thing going on, if that makes sense. Yeah, he him and Natalie both feel very age appropriate. Like if they're supposed to be 29, they feel 29. You're right. This doesn't feel like Josh is a college kid. It's it, it is an elevation beyond the college boy room. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is it's still living in his parents basement and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I thought he was funny. Um, I I liked the dynamic between him and his brother especially once mm. uh she encouraged him to like steal the spotlight back when he, <laughs> like he's he's trying to upstage you and like yeah. that was more of the hijinks that i wanted um where they they go caroling and they have this whole like song and dance number that was completely ridiculous uh <laughs> And 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 then they do they upstage that by be being like, we're pregnant, like, oh, my God, like mm. all this stuff. And he's just like, uh, uh, will will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> Steal right. the spotlight back. Right. Like, and he's that like, stuff was fun. It was. Yeah. And I like that when Nina, when, when Natalie first gets to town, <laughs> when Natalie first gets to town. Josh is like, just please just pretend to be my girlfriend for a week. You don't have to sleep with me or anything like that. You have to stay in the basement, but like you, you I won't, nothing, nothing will happen. You know, we're staying down there for, for image sake. I just want my parents to believe I could have a girlfriend for at least a week and we'll stage a breakup later. Uh, and then after he proposes to her at caroling night to show up his brother, he's like, it didn't change. Like, we'll just, now we just have an engagement yeah, we'll just, to break yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like that that one-upsmanship. I I think it's an interesting twist in the joke that they, so they go caroling. The family goes caroling. They're going to like a, a senior home with all these old people bundled up out in the porch saying, "Oh, sing this song. We love this song. We love when you come carol for us." And they're like, "We want to hear Baby It's Cold Outside." And Natalie's like, "I don't like that song." And Josh's like, "It's okay. I'll change my half of the lyrics to to not be objectionable to you." And it he, it flips around at one point where instead of being like, yes, you're welcome to go. It's like, no, leave. I Please thought you leave. said you were going to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, li I like that. That's how far that turn went. Like it had room to go it all was... the way around to. Now I'm pushing this lady out of my door. I don't want her here at all remotely. 
it was a great version of that song. I genuinely enjoyed that that scene. Because, uh, yeah, that is something that, like, our generation kind of focused on. Is of, 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 like, oh, yeah, that song is kind of rapey. Uh, maybe not the best song we should be listening to. And I, I, I get it. still has a warm place in a lot of people's hearts mm. and stuff like that but yeah it to then see them like make their own <laughs> version of this song where he is like yes no please leave go <laughs> like i don't want you here it was pretty funny <laughs> uh yeah i i i liked that i i did like at the end i i thought they're you know they had that big sweet moment where you did get to see his new profile uh at the end yeah. they're on the dating Aww. app uh, and he he was like full on like i am a candle maker uh i i yeah. do this and that like he just seemed like yeah he, he nailed it good for him like he's, yeah he's up and on to bigger things now the premise of the movie is something that could be tricky for this girl to find out that this guy was catfishing her and for her to fall in love with him eventually at the end how do you get over that deceit and i think they do a good enough job at managing that where he's like i had a profile i had it up for months three people liked me i you know like there's this guy i went to school with who was always so popular and so hot i thought well you know just as an experiment i bet if i took pictures of him people would like me and this just went farther than he ever thought it would and i like that later on in the movie we get that scene where natalie's like show me what your original profile was where you weren't getting any likes on it and it is like it's like him standing there holding an axe and he's like i thought it would make me look rugged you know we're here in this, this small country town and she's like you look like a murderer and there's another picture of him holding a wrench Still, like going through all the clue weapons, and he is an explanation Girls for everyone. Can, like they I, like I, stuff that <laughs> they can. Yeah, fix they things. like a handyman. <laughs> they like a guy who can fix things. So he's hitting me with a wrench. <laughs> like it's just very poor judgment the whole way. And after he like talked to her about it, and she's like, "No, do you see what these look like?" He's able to to correct it. Yeah, God. which is really funny because like he is up until that point, like he doesn't net well again except for the the whole like snafu of cat fishing her uh like he never really really displays that kind of bad judgment when you see him and meet him like he he seems yeah. smart he seems co- competent like he seems to know pretty well like in that like wingman position like he seems to know pretty well what to do on a lot of these things but the, for for his own thing, he's just awful at it. <laughs> just like this is not how th- like that doesn't mean you should take a picture with you holding a rope or a wrench or an axe. Like it just makes you look like a murderer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is a movie that I felt mean. was pretty kind to its characters. Like. Think about that that boss, that boss who's kind of a jerk. At the end of the movie, he does fly to, to Lake Placid to talk to Natalie about, well, what's the story? How's the story going? And he can see, no, you really like Josh. You should go after Josh. Like, he is supportive in that. He's, you yeah. know, he wishes her well enough to do that, at least, even if he's still like, I c- uh, please get me the article by the end of the weekend. Also chase your heart, though, but also do the article. <laughs> or like, um, uh, it, 
the, the, the older brother and, and his wife that are constantly upstaging Josh. They kind of want to show off, but when Natalie does break everything off, they are genuinely sad. Like, they feel bad for yeah. him. Like, there is a line where they're like, we tease you, but we don't want your heart broken. Like, that's too far. Like, you're still our family. We still care about you. Like, there are characters that do have these nice fa- facets to them that, that we do get to see. And there's a joke that Natalie is terrified of heights. But this guy she's trying to impress, he's a big rock climber. And Josh, uh, he works at this outdoorsman store that his dad owns. And he's like, well, we have a rock climbing wall here. I'll teach you. You can try and impress him. And there's the jump cut where it's like her screaming. And you like you expect that the gag is that she's on like the first rock off the ground. But then it zooms to a wide shot and she's on like the fourth rock off the ground. Like, (laughs) I felt like that was a very kind thing to give her. That gave her a lot of dignity. <laughs> she is still slightly high, slightly high up there. It is, it, you understand why at that level, her fear of heights would have been triggered. I just think that was nice yeah. uh, to not make her an absolute chicken in that moment, screaming about being on rock one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, they they go to some incredible lengths to... Uh, try and get her this this date or multiple dates with tag was his his name there um <laughs> tag uh yeah so i let's i do kind of want to talk a little bit more about this whole catfishing thing um I, I i i guess not really but i i i wanted to at least mention that i I've I've had a similar experience oh. uh, with that. Not that I was cat, catfished, nor that I catfished someone else. Just to imagine that. But I I remember one time I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and we were t- talking about the people that we liked and all of that stuff, and looking at our dating apps, and. Like, I, I think I had mentioned, yeah, I gotten like three matches. It was, it was small. It was like I'd gotten like mm. three or four matches, but that was over the course of like six to eight months. And then she looked at hers and she, she was like, I've gotten 95 matches this month. Yeah. And I was just like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I like I, I get what's happening here, but like, like. It's it's just it's strange to see sometimes that's like that that can happen. Like I I understand like why he felt bad about himself and, yeah. and and was just like yeah no one likes me and and stuff like that. So I need to be someone else um, and stuff like that. So that is a real thing that just, mm. just at least wanted to mention that. Yeah, I think Josh is portrayed very sympathetically. Like you do understand yeah. why he's coming from, especially the more you learn about the the constant text of his life where he's got because the older brother like is not mentioned until it's like, oh, your older brother is here. Like he's not a, a ingredient in the story until like maybe thirty or forty minutes in, and then once you meet him, you understand Josh a lot better because you're like, oh, he's yeah. got this older brother who is more conventionally handsome more conventionally charming he's got this beautiful wife 
and he's the dad's favorite. Him and the dad are on the exact same wavelength in a way that you see that Josh never has been. Yep. And the like a part of the story is that his mother has died. He has the stepmom who he grew up with. Everybody just calls her mom. She's you know been a part of the family for a long time. Brother's got this wife. You wonder if part of it is like, if I am able to secure a romantic partner that makes me a, a real man, a real grown up. All of that to talk about with my mm, yeah. dad and with my older brother, which is something to relate to. Like, I just had a great family Thanksgiving, but at one point I was on the couch between my sister-in-law and my cousin who were both just talking about mom stuff around me. N- not a handhold I have in the conversation at all. A single childless adult. I was the only person <laughs> there who was childless except for the actual five-year-old. <laughs> it's not fun <laughs> even if you love your family being in that situation is not fun absolutely absolutely it's 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 also like it's one of those things when you're a kid right when you're super young you want to be at the kid's table because you don't really want to sit with the boring adults but then mm. once you get a little bit older and you start to feel like I'm not a kid anymore, but you still are and you don't necessarily know it. You're like, I want to sit at the adult table because I'm not a kid. And then once you finally do get to sit at the adult table, you hear them talking about like mortgages and sports stats from 10 years ago. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know or care about any of this. Like, I this is awful <laughs> right and it, it like, like it you, feels you, like he feels like that he feels like yeah. the the adult that can be at the adult table but d- doesn't have anything to contribute of right yeah lies. like not that he's still a kid but like it is just like he just doesn't fit with them Exactly. Like, that's how I feel. I think that might be the way that a lot of other people of our age feel like, yes, I am unquestionably an adult. I'm 31 years old. But when I haven't hit these adult milestones of marriage, children, house, it's like I I might as well still be 12 years old. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yeah, it's it's definitely an an interesting and relatable scenario. Um, But, yeah, I, I liked his family a lot i loved the grandma oh, we, we I already do. mentioned her she was phenomenal she was great she's she's so <laughs> sweet i love when josh like spur of the moment decides to propose to natalie and natalie's does not want to do this she thinks this is too far of, of a lie to tell his parents uh and she's like well well you don't have a ring josh you clearly can't propose to me if you don't have a, a ring and grandma walks up and pulls off her glove and Pulls off her ring to give it to Josh and says, it's okay. I don't need to be buried with it. Yeah. I also love the scene where. hmm? Go ahead. Where they go to where Grandma June wants to take. She's lonely. Her, Her husband passed away some years ago. She wants. She wishes she had a boyfriend. You know, she she's on a dating app called Gray Play, which is. A, a, a nice bit of wordplay for for a senior citizen dating app. The the app that Natalie and Josh met on was called Flirt Alert. I feel like all of these are just yes. believable names for actual dating services. So I give them props for that. Pretty much. Uh, none of them sound generic. They all sound like exactly what they're supposed to sound like. But she takes them to um, the, the, the nursing home where she has friends. 
And she's like, a lot of other senior citizens are lonely. You, you guys met through this app. We want to know how we can do that, too. Uh, it, it, I think it's a nice scene to show. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cliche to have the body senior citizens, but I think it is something that is good to see, to remember that, like, you know, your need for, for romance, for connection, for, for fun and things like that, don't die off, you know, as you get older. Those right. things still persist. You know, there are plenty of lonely 70-year-olds out there, and maybe they do need a hand connecting with a different 70-year-old when you don't get out of, you know, and see people who aren't in your retirement community. Right, and it yeah. is inter- an interesting twist that they are also smoothing off the rough edges and kind of lying about themselves the same way that, that, that Josh was. And that Natalie mm-hmm. has, hasn't done herself. At, well, she's doing now in live action trying to, to date tag, but she, she wasn't doing on her own dating app. I think that's part of it. But yeah, that they're like, well, <laughs> instead of saying I have Parkinson's, can I say I'm always on the move? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to come up with all these lies to make themselves seem better, even though they are in a community. Like there's a dozen of them in that room and they're all trying to do the same thing. And none of them realize like, oh, if each of us have something we feel like we need to hide. I'm mm. right. You yeah. also. have. Some, why doesn't this make us realize if all of us have something we need to hide, just don't bother hiding it. <laughs> like you're you're in the same boat as all other human beings you're trying to forge a relationship with. Just do it honestly. And that's something like Josh and, and Natalie are trying to convince them to do. Yeah. And like they have this uh, whole speech about like, no, you should really be yourself. Just be authentic. And somebody will, will really like the real you. And then some yeah. old lady says she's still typing her profile on the computer. And she's like, do you spell curvy with an E? <laughs> There's no Which e. is like a nice... <laughs> comedic button on that joke you know on that scene but it's also like yeah i understand that she would ask that that she would forget if that word is spelled that way or not it wasn't a like very dumb question to have this old lady ask and i appreciate that they gave her the dignity of like she gets this comedic button at the end of the scene but you you understand what it is she's saying the only one of these jokes i didn't really like was uh Grandma June's talking about how she has a friend who was able to, like, meet somebody. And she's like, oh, oh, Georgina, she's getting more ass than a set of bleachers right now. I tell you. Like, she's got some (laughs) understanding of sex, you know, and and of modern sexual lingo. And then the final joke of the movie is Grandma June's gotten on the same app and she asked Josh and Natalie, what's a dick pic? And I'm like, I feel like from everything we've seen from Grandma June up until now, she'd be able to figure out what that is. I think she's smart enough she, to do if that. If she already, like, doesn't get them. But yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. I That that joke, I felt like it was just like, well, it's a dating app thing. You have to have a joke in there about a dick pic, right? Like... Uh, what if we put that with the senior citizens like that'd be great i did like that one of the at the beginning of the movie when we are seeing josh and natalie text each other she makes a joke how uh, it seems like most other guys she talks to have a dick pic at the ready to send her and he's like oh you think i don't and then he sends her a picture of richard nixon and then she retorts by sending him a picture of like dick van dyke or dick cavett or some other dick and yeah. I liked that yeah. exchange. Yeah. Um. To to go back to that scene at the old folks' home, though, uh, mm. that is 
also, I think, the turning point in the film. Yes. Uh, where where they like they both kind of realize that even these senior citizens are trying to hide their insecurity. Like this is mm. something that everyone does, and when it kind of starts to get out of control. That's when Josh steps up to be like, let me actually tell you about an experience yeah. here. And he mm. kind of still hides that it was him, but it like Natalie picks up on that immediately that like, Oh, he's talking about himself here as he's like sharing this story. And I think that is the moment that she like finally starts to understand him and like what what he did and why he did this thing um despite like hearing the actual story like i only got three matches in as many yeah. years and all of this stuff it, it, she's still just like like what but why would you catfish someone that doesn't make sense and when she hears him say, say this true story she's just like oh i get it now uh, mm. And I, I thought that was like it is a great scene because, yeah, you do have this like comedic m m moment of these senior citizens like trying to come up with what to say on their profile. But then you have this really heartfelt, sweet m m m moment uh, at 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 the end there. And yeah, it switches that whole that whole scene. Uh, so I thought that scene was very good. Mm -hmm. There, there is some impressive stuff in this movie. Uh, we talked about how Natalie has this fear of heights that she's <clears throat> trying to learn to overcome so she can rock climb to impress this hot guy. And there's lots of shots of her like staring up at a rock climbing wall. And uh, towards the end of the movie where the, the family has decided to throw Josh and Natalie this engagement party. They're in this restaurant that has this second floor to it, like this loft area with a big staircase that goes up there. And the dad goes up there and he wants to give a speech uh, about, you know, congratulating Josh and Natalie. And Natalie screams no. And then she's like, we, we can't toast the happy couple until everybody's had that chance to give a speech. Let me get up there like she wants out of this. And so she goes up there and she confesses the entire thing. But I like the parallel that. She has to overcome her fear of heights and then also to overcome her fear of spilling the secrets, hurting people's feelings, possibly hurting Josh's yeah. reputation within his family, within the community, you know, making Tag feel like a fool. She also has to ascend to a height to do that. And there's a shot looking up at that you know, second floor of the restaurant where dad's giving a speech that is similar to the shots looking up at the top of the rock climbing wall interesting yeah yeah very very point. subtle i i appreciate there's some there's some good narrative craft in this movie yeah yeah um yeah so what what else so i yeah the kind of more more end of this film which we've already mentioned but yeah like i i i thought once once she makes that speech and everything comes out right she's She's kind of in the mindset that like, well, I guess that's it. Like, this is the end of my trip. I'm going to go home and write up the story and publish it and do all that stuff and just go back to my boring old life. Um, 
But yeah, she pretty quickly then gets to see the new profile that Josh made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't remember if like she like tried to match him again on that or just. Made I think it's like he liked her. Back. She gets the notification that says, like, you have a new like, and it's Josh's profile with, like, real authentic photos ah. of himself as he is. Okay. Some with glasses, some without. Looks good both ways. Yeah. I also want to say I love Josh's haircut. I think that's Jimmy O. Yang's haircut. I've seen him like that before. And it's excellent. It suits him very well. I'm happy you have that haircut. <laughs> that's a perk. That is something I look for as a lady on dating apps. I'm like, do you have good hair? Do you know what to do good with your hair? hair? Yeah. Josh does. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she she Good sees stuff. his new, more authentic profile on the dating app and sees that he liked her, that he still does like her and wants to reach back out. And that's when she uh, gets all that cardboard from somewhere and that big, scary, yeah. thick, permanent marker. It's it's like not a Sharpie. <laughs> I feel like I should specify she doesn't have a Sharpie. She's got one of those permanent markers those, that's like, like as thick around markers. God, it's it's like my parents had one of these when I was a kid. One of these markers that's like as big around as like your your hand when you make an okay symbol. And it's like you yeah. open it up and it smells so strongly and your parents are like, be careful with that. That's very permanent. And you're entranced by the power of the permanent marker and also intimidated yeah. by the power of the permanent marker. It's one of those markers. <laughs> intimidated by the power of the permanent marker Um, it's too permanent i'm i'm seven years old i don't know how permanent is forever life is so long (laughs) um yeah no they they do that whole thing they they go back to the the joke about the mormons that they just Mm. they they don't no tell them to leave we don't want the mormons here Uh, yeah, like I just like I, I, I felt the, the, the film wrapped up excellently. Um, yeah, like it. I, I don't th- I don't feel like the film overstayed its welcome. I don't feel like no. it went too deep in directions it shouldn't have. Like, I, I know I made the comment of like, I wanted more hijinks and mayhem and stuff mm. like that. And to be honest, I the, the film doesn't really need that like i it 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 just it stuck with what it knew it was supposed to, to do and it did the thing and it did it really well uh which is why i i, I think it nailed the assignment mm-hmm. good good stuff from this film yeah one final thing i just want to mention is that i love the lynn house when Natalie first pulls up to it, that's covered with Christmas lights outside. And of course, that makes it look beautiful. But just the architecture of the house itself is beautiful enough. It looks lovely in there. Yeah. I, I just want to shout out Absolutely. all the sets that they selected for this movie. Uh, there's lots of nice places to be. Good stuff. Good stuff. Indeed. Uh, well, yeah, I think I, the, that's about all I have mm-hmm. to say on love hard yeah actually die hard stuff like that um do you want to check in on bingo review show bingo yeah i I don't i don't i don't know if i got anything anything on this one bingo pulling up my bingo card no we still lack no time to eat breakfast and you throw an object and then hear a funny sound effect off screen I might argue for no time to eat 
breakfast. There was a oh. scene in here where she grabs a piece of toast and ends up leaving with the toast like in her mouth. I it's oh. it's 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 not like the exact like rushed like oh my god I gotta go I can't eat ah, oh, ah. I just bit my phone uh, <laughs> but it, like it it is like she was about to sit down enjoy this stuff she gets her toast and then like something happens where they're just like yeah yeah we can't like we need to go so that one might fit. If you, Kyle, if I cross this off, it would give me three more bingos. Do you want that? God damn it. I, it gives me one more bingo. <laughs> okay. I'm happy you would get to have two bingos. If you, I, yeah. I, I, we will accept this as the no time to eat breakfast scene that both of us were. It's not exactly what we got, but after an entire year, this is the best no time to eat breakfast scene we were capable of. God, how does that g- give you three more bingos? That's it was in a top know. corner, so we've got a cross, down, and diagonal. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I feel like you have your entire card filled out. There's only two spaces that I haven't been able to fill out. Damn it. I, 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 I have one, two, three, four, five, six space spaces still that I can fill out. And they're all in like the strategic places that have like, <laughs> like, I, I just, I, 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 I have two bingos right now, but basically any, almost anything that I get will give me another bingo, at least mm. one of them. At least one. There's a couple that won't give me. Well, no. Yeah, each 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 thing would give me some sort of bingo, I think, except for mm-hmm. one space. Yeah. Wild. <sighs> OK, that means you, you have what, nine and I have two. Uh, something like that. It's it's more. God damn it. <laughs> I wanted that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, that's that's our update on Review Show Bingo, uh, playing with a bunch of different movie tropes. I know in the new year, when we start a brand new yes. card, uh, our cards will be bigger. Uh, yeah. I think we decided on seven by seven is what we were going to do. do, do, do. Uh, we'll, we'll mix up all the things. We made a big list of all these movie yeah. tropes and stuff. So we might we might add to that. We might take away some. Yeah, some things. I've got new we ones might, I want to uh, add. Refine that and then make some brand new cards. Uh, yeah, on this movie inspired me. Year. Next year, we got to have sassy old people. My card is going to have. A sassy elderly sassy on it. people. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. That is it for review show bingo. So let's do recommendations. Mm-hmm. Melissa, if, if people enjoy this, what else might they enjoy? I would recommend the rom-com Hitch. This is a movie from maybe 2014, 20, uh, or 2004 or 2005. <laughs> uh, starring Will Smith as a dating coach who takes these sort of schlubby guys and helps them improve their image and it's a movie about uh seeing through somebody on the surface level but also 
mm-hmm. knowing when you need to clean your act up. Like, yeah, perhaps a woman has turned you down and maybe it was shallow of her to do so. But also, guy, you got to dress better. <laughs> you just need new clothes. Get a haircut that works for you. Learn a few more conversational tactics. Like, do you not play the game, but just learn more about manners and etiquette and like truly expressing an interest in people and like pull a chair out for a lady sometime. It's, uh, I think, an interesting conversation about the standards you have for yourself and the standards you have for other people. Yeah, I agree. That's a good recommendation for sure. Sure. Um, I, I know that you also picked this one to kind of go with Love Alarm, which is something yeah. that we watched earlier this year. Uh, it's a K-drama, like a romantic drama uh, that centers around a social media app here, um, just like in, in this film. It's mm-hmm. much different, though, uh, in, in the sense that it's more like teen focused at like at a yeah. high school uh it is more on a i i, I, I want to say like fantastical app like an app that's not really possible at least yet yeah with, it's an app uh, that like where you don't like somebody the app seemingly reads your feelings and like if you yes. walk within a certain like feet radius or meter radius you know, i don't believe korea uses uh, the, uh, our, our system of measurement. It, like, if you walk within that person's radius, even if you haven't interacted with the app, the app will ring that person's app because the app somehow knows you have a crush on them. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I also wanted to put out uh, the, the, there's a Christmas rom-com that I watched last year. Uh, I know the film is the film is older than that but four christmases uh with vince in that one i thought that one was about the same level of stuff like it's a holiday rom-com it's kind of what you expect where they have to go to each of their in-laws houses to celebrate christmas uh, and it's just it has the like it has its funny moments. It has its uh, more romantic mo- mo- moments, all stuff like that. Maybe a little bit less millennial focused since it's Vince Vaughn. My mom likes Vince Vaughn like this is maybe for my mom's generation or like the generation before us. Yeah, this is a Gen X one. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's still I, it's still good. It fits in with that like, uh, just middle of the, the, the road, yes. unintrusive, unoffensive like Christmas rom com feel good movie. Yeah, I'd I'd also throw in the holiday where Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet decide to spend the holidays at each other's houses. So Kate Winslet goes to L.A. Then uh, and. Cameron Diaz goes to a tiny English sure. village. That's also sweet enough, charming enough, and has beautiful houses in it. That's there for me go. like the main draw of rom-coms is that I just get to see nice places to live. It's dumb. cute little it's coffee dumb. shops and bookstores, things like that. 
Cool. Well, that's all the recommendations I got. Mm-hmm. So ready for let's get on to pitches. Yeah, this will be the final episode we record this year. I've also got three Christmas movies. I've got a classic, a new one, and a weird movie I found that doesn't seem Christmassy, but apparently it must be. So, okay. <laughs> there's snowflakes on the poster, so Die I guess Hard? it's Christmas. Have you ever heard of this no. one? I, I don't know. No. <laughs> Die Hard is the classic I chose. Die Hard is pitch oh, okay. number one. I've only seen it once and I didn't get to finish it. Like I had to leave like 15 minutes before the ending. So I've never seen 100% of Die Hard. How long ago was this that you? A handful of years ago. It was like, um, like I got the good. It it was like distance, like after the conversation started of it's Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Yeah. So it was like 20. 16 or something 27 i don't know somewhere in there where i watched it it was watching it with my parents and then my brother needed a ride home from work so i had to leave to go get him and then when i came home my parents had already taken the disc out of the player and i thought well, i'm not putting it back in just to finish like 15 10 minutes so i just still haven't seen it i presume like john mcclain gets back to his family and hans gruber gets shot or falls out of the building or something <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know what he does <laughs> But perhaps I learn and perhaps we, too, can engage I th- in the debate of how Christmassy is Die Hard. OK, OK, good to know. That's pitch number one, then the Christmas classic Die Hard. Pitch number two is a new movie from HBO Max. They think just came out. This is called 8-Bit Christmas. I thought about pitching the, this one. Yeah, it seemed like a Kyle pick. Yeah. It's and I actually watched this last night because I hadn't heard anything about it. And the little description blurb wasn't telling me a lot. I'm like, well, it's like 96 minutes. I'll just watch it. And it is Neil Patrick Harris. And he's got this 10 year old daughter who is begging him for a phone. And he's like, you know, I'm not getting you a phone. And they go to grandparents house and he, he brings out his old Nintendo entertainment system. And he starts telling her about when I was your age. This was the hottest thing in the world to me. And this was all I wanted for Christmas. And he flashes back and tells her the story of how hard he fought to get his NES and how he eventually got it in the end. Uh, And it's sort of like a Christmas story. But instead of like a kid in the 1940s getting his BB gun, it's a kid in 1988 trying to get an NES. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's charming. It's got a lot of of 80s nostalgia packed in there. and. If you want hijinks, this has got all the hijinks you need. At one point, there's like a a heist, like all the kids plan a heist, sort of. There's a criminal plan to get an NES. Those those criminals ruining Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Cool. And pitch number three. This is a movie I I came across in the uh, net deep in the Netflix holiday movie category. This is a movie called Pottersville, uh, which I recognize as being a reference to It's a Wonderful Life. But I know what it was, and I looked it up, and the plot is, a beloved local businessman is mistaken for the legendary Bigfoot during an inebriated romp through town in a makeshift gorilla costume. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And and apparently, like, when he does this, this attracts all this tourist attention to the town. And I guess it's Christmas time 
and maybe the town really needs this. Like, oh, the town finally feels alive at Christmas again. And it's all thanks to Bigfoot. Uh, And this stars Michael Shannon, of all people. So if you've ever wanted to see Michael Shannon mistaken for Bigfoot, this is the one movie where it happens. It's him, Judy Greer, Thomas Lennon, Ron Perlman. Okay. Ian McShane, Christina Hendricks, like a really interesting cast on this. I've heard nothing about this movie, but it seems like a a very quirky, strange little pseudo Christmas movie featuring Bigfoot. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, See, let's see. Good ones. Um, That one sounds wild. (laughs) I'm now a lot more interested in that. However, I think we should go with the one from HBO Max, 8-Bit Christmas. Um, Excellent. a lot of the stuff that we have covered for our holiday stuff has been Netflix stuff. Uh, So it'd be nice to see what HBO Max has to offer as well. So let's watch 8-Bit Christmas. I watched this last night. Uh, I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. It's, it's, It's got a lot of charm to it, and I'm excited to talk about this. Cool. Cool. I'm excited, too. Yeah, uh, so that's what we will do for this next week. Like Melissa said, this will be our last review Mm -hmm. show of the year. Uh, We are still working on dates to figure out our uh, end of the year retrospective celebration, uh, which will have everyone uh, or as many people as we can get uh, Mm -hmm. from the whatnots here. We're trying to figure out scheduling stuff. Uh, it's always difficult at the end of the year, um, but we will figure it out. That should be being recorded the weekend of like the 18th, 19th ish. Uh, but be on the lookout for that as well, because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then, Melissa, you brought up the idea of doing kind of like a year in review show yeah i don't yeah just like i don't know what to maybe call it yet but yeah just like maybe a 30 minute dedicated retrospective just for the review show maybe we'll talk recap bingo talk about uh what were some of our favorite performances this year give out our our superlatives uh the skin boy memorial award for supporting players the dream date award (laughs) come up with more etc which i i should say speaking of uh skin boy here i've started buying up haro county uh my local comic book store only had omnibus volume two so i still need to get the first one but i i that is on my on my list of things to 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 get here because that was such a a such Mm -hmm. a good book and we didn't finish it so i was like no just buy it up and i'll read the whole thing yeah then. so yeah good stuff cool, mm. cool, cool. uh so yeah be on the lookout for all that good stuff down the road next week we will be back with eight bit christmas uh and then just to give you guys a heads up for the new year we will probably be probably be back uh the weekend of the ninth is when we are recording mm. which means the first episode of the review show should be coming out uh, on the 12th of January. 
middle of January. So, bit of a big gap. We do like to take the holidays on vacation. Um, we will be doing our reactions to Hawkeye still, all yeah. of that stuff. So there will be some things coming out here on Spider-Man. So, yeah, that too. Spoiler cast for Spider-Man. I cannot wait. Good stuff. Uh, with that being said, though, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Stuff. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe and help us spread the word. Uh, that would be wonderful. That would be fantastic. It would be a great Christmas gift to us here at the show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that is about it. This is episode 186 of The Whatnots mm. Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.